This is the This Is Gonna Hurt podcast with Jay Gordon Duncan. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the This Is Gonna Hurt podcast with Jay Gordon Duncan. And if you're wondering why the Jay, the answer is I'm not a bagpipe player. And if that joke doesn't make any sense to you, I encourage you to check out episode zero, where I explain that joke, as well as the purpose of the This Is Gonna Hurt podcast, where we talk about faith, family, fitness, finances, and sometimes fun. Well, friends, I'm excited. What we have today is a returning guest. So one, a returning guest means that uh, the first episode went well and that you guys enjoyed it, but it also means that I didn't offend them the first time around. So it's fantastic to have a friend back. And our friend here is Brian Drake. He is a wonderful author, and and he sat with us last time and talked about um, sort of the nature of his writing and a little bit about the, the pulp and men's adventure uh, background and, and the author and the books that he writes. And so I wanted to bring Brian back. We got a lot to talk about. I think you're going to enjoy the episode, but Brian, thanks so much for being back. Well, thank you, Gordon. And uh, good afternoon, although it's good morning where I'm at. So <laughs> a little chilly Cal- this morning too. You're in California. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Well, we are spanning the, the country. So I'm over here, obviously, in Virginia. So I do appreciate, I hope I didn't get you up too early for this. So thanks so no, much. No, not at all. Yeah. So, uh, so everyone, if you remember, uh, Brian uh, is just a, a prolific author. Uh, and, and he really is. And so you can find everything he does on Amazon. And, and he's got, uh, it, do you still have BrianDrakeBooks.com, Brian? Is that correct? Yes, that is the website. Awesome. And so you have uh, the Sam Raven series. Uh, you've got the Steve, uh, is it Steve Dane? Is that correct? Yes. Uh, and then my favorite, of course, um, has been the Scott Stiletto series. And that's where I first uh, found you after we talked about some Mac Bolin books. Um, but it looks like, uh, Brian, we're just going to jump right in. You had a series that you once published that, I don't know, did it go underground for a while? And then it's the Steve Dane uh, novels. Did it, you brought those back. And can you tell us a little bit about, you know, about that series and, and first of all entice us about the series itself and then a little bit about how that series went away and how it came back uh i i'm happy to do so uh the uh i don't know if you remember the last time we talked when we did the pre-interview chat i told you i didn't want to talk about steve dane mm-hmm, I do. Uh, because at that time uh, it, it was tied up with what i just referred to now as the idiot printing firm oh, no. uh, <laughs> that had the, that that contracted the books from me and basically at the time we were in the middle of a very uh, rough divorce mm, and I, I didn't want to give those titles any attention because uh, I didn't I didn't want them to get any sales and you know the long story is eventually or the, the, the short version of the long story is I was eventually able to get out of that company and brought the books to Wolfpack and you know, in the end, we all lived happily ever after. But the process of going through that conflict took about a year. Oh wow! And wow. and and it was tough. Uh, so 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 with Steve Dane, what I had wanted to do was create a adventure series featuring a character that could be just like James Bond, but was not. Okay. You know, had enough of an American spin on it uh, where he could do all of the exciting things and go to the exotic places but without seeming to be a pastiche or a copy oh okay and 
because I found every time I did like an American secret agent, he always wound up looking just like James Bond. And it's okay. like, you know, we, we can't do that. You know, everyone's right, going right. to, everyone's going to say this is a ripoff. And, uh, and it wasn't until I read uh, the Saint books by Leslie Charteris, where I finally figured out that if you had an, an independent operator, you could get away with all that stuff. Okay. All right. So I, I didn't want to have him, uh, be a, you know, I, did, I didn't want to have Dane have a different girlfriend every book, so I thought, well, let's give him a permanent girlfriend, and she'll have to be just as tough and be able to run, jump, and shoot just like he does. So, you know, they both have spy backgrounds. Uh, he's American. The girl's Russian. Uh, I really liked the Nick and Nora Charles novel that Dashiell Hammett wrote, The Thin Man. So I thought, well, I'll make it The Thin Man except spies. And they'll do all the partying and all of the bickering and the bantering while saving the world. You know. And I was unemployed at the time, actually. I wrote the first book in uh, 2009, 2010. And boy, I think I, I wrote the, the, I wrote the, I wrote the, I wrote the five books between 10 and 15. And then in 2015, I went to a writing conference and I met representatives of the idiot printing firm. Oh, no. And uh, we actually really hit it off and, and, and got to be pretty good pals for it was it was a weekend conference and, and we really got along great. And for the next couple of months after that, we stayed in touch and they're like, well, we're starting this publishing company. We would really like to lead off with a couple of good mainstream thrillers. We don't have anything like that. You know, we would. Can we make a deal with your books? I was self-publishing at the time and okay. really not interested. Yeah. Uh, but eventually they wore me down. And, um, and it's not that they just kept asking. They actually had a pretty good plan for their business. And the more we talked about it, the more I was like, this could work. You know, so it's like, okay, let's can make I, a deal. Can I interrupt you there along the way? Is that yeah. okay, Brian? Cause sure. Yeah, go ahead. Your story is, is the story of... A lot of authors and uh, so you were self-publishing to begin with uh, yes. was that uh, Amazon Kindle Direct was it Lulu uh, were you printing them with a local printer how were you doing it originally uh, I was doing it through uh, Amazon and Smashwords this was before yep. Kindle Unlimited I remember Smashwords so, a lot yeah. of fun. Um, <laughs> so so you were you weren't doing you were doing KDP I guess or before yes. it was KDP okay yes and uh, you said initially you didn't want to go with them. Does that mean it was going, you know, fairly successful? You felt like it was, it was, you were selling books pretty well. Is that why? Oh no, I was, I was drowning, dude. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, was, <laughs> okay. I, I wasn't, I wasn't selling anything, but I was too, uh, but I was determined to reverse that. Okay. And, okay. and I really liked working on my own and having it all be my responsibility. And, uh, but the more, they showed me their ideas and what they wanted to do. Okay. It's like, well, they can do things that I can't afford to do. They could do things I haven't even thought of. And it's like, well, let's give this a try. I, I had wanted to do self-publishing to get a regular publisher's attention anyway. So it's like, well, here we met that goal. So let's do it and see what happens. So, so in doing that, the, the publisher coming to you is somewhat uh, the dream of all the, the self-publishers, right? I mean, you're hoping, like everyone probably, once you get that book out, you're happy, but it, sales are really hard to come by. I mean, you've got to, 
and if this is 2010 is that correct is that um uh, well by the time we made the deal it was 2015 and okay. and just to give you an idea of how tough it was then because it's worse now uh there were in 2015 there were four million books a week being uploaded to Amazon. So you're talking the independents, the traditional publishers, and the small publishers. Wow. It, it, and, uh, and, and, and today it's it's worse. It's pro I don't know what the number is now, but I, I if it's 10 million, that's probably low. Uh, that's my I guess. Mean, the, the odd, finding an audience on Amazon, uh, you know, the, there's such a, an effort to write the book. That's the first thing. You know, uh, so many people have got 20 pages of a book scribbled on uh, uh, a word document somewhere and god bless them i understand that i've got my my broken books as well that never got finished then you got to navigate the the whether it's smashwords or lulu or kdp whatever the case may be and you finally get it out there you throw it on your facebook page and you know your mom and your brother buy it and uh and then you go and hit refresh on your sales and there's just nothing there uh, it's just it's just it's just that you can't be found like no one knows to even look for you exactly so to some extent here, here's what you've been hoping for you, you've got a a, a a publishing company did what what were their promises of, of publicity do you remember well they uh they were actually the people because i'm trying to tell the story without mentioning names i understand i appreciate yeah. that and uh the, the, the people involved were very highly connected with New York City publishing and media. Okay. And they did have a plan uh, for getting us exposure. And part of the, you know, one of the original questions was, are you comfortable on television? Well, of course, I work in broadcasting. Sure, sure. I, I, I've been in radio and television most of my life. So that was no problem. Uh, so, yes, they had a plan. Okay. And so... And, Oh, go ahead. Well, they, they they had a plan for publicity. They had a plan for distribution. It was the distribution plan that really excited me because they were affiliated with Simon and Schuster and you know, one of the bigger publishers, and they had connections with their sales department. So the the, the idea was that when the sales force for Simon and Schuster went around the country selling new books, ours would be included in that, and. Honestly, it's just like, well, that's gold. How could you lose? You know, <laughs> right, right. This is what this is what you've been hoping for. Everybody's been hoping for, right? Yeah. You want, you want to walk into a Barnes and Noble? You want to see it on the shelf, right? You want to exactly, exactly. So, so where where did you feel like it, it it didn't come together? Like, where did you feel like those things didn't happen? It's uh, well, the first thing that happened was they lost that distribution deal. Oh, okay. Woo. And. There was no reason given because what 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 the company did, and one of the things I liked about what they did is about once a month, uh, they invited all of the authors into a uh, conference call. They would hire a uh, a speaker of some type, uh, an, another author or a promoter or something, and it would just be a uh, a one hour conversation about business and how to do better. You know, it was it was they, they were very informative meetings. And then they, uh, one of them was hosted by the CEO of the company who then told us, you know, we lost the distribution deal mm. and, you know, the people we thought we could line up interviews with don't want to talk to us because we're writing fiction. These were uh, 
television hosts and radio hosts that were mostly used to talking to nonfiction authors. Okay. And, and they had no idea how to talk about fiction. So, no, thank you. We don't want to talk to your authors. Wow. Wow. So it's like, okay, so two part two parts of your great plan have just failed. <laughs> you know? Right, right. And, and the first thing that happened was they had no backup. The second thing they said is we're just going to put everything on Amazon. And then there was me and a couple of the other guys were like, well, we could do that. Right. Of course. What do we, you know, what do we need you for? You know, <laughs> we signed with you because of these other things. And now those other things are gone and you're doing exactly what we were doing and taking most of the money because uh, the, the royalty rate was low. So and did it, they ask you, uh, did they pay you for your book or were you paying them to publish a book? Uh, no, they, it was a royalty deal. So they were going to pay me no advance. Okay. Uh, I tried to get $2,000 out of them, but they said no. Okay. Uh, and they didn't require Did they require you to purchase a number of copies personally? No, no. Oh, wow. um, okay. I, the, my contract specified, uh, oh boy, it was like 10 free copies of each book. Okay. And all I remember is this big, huge box coming to the house one day and I could barely lift it because uh, it was like 30 books. You know? uh, anyway. What did they? Uh, and so... Uh, so that's fantastic. I mean, I, I'm I don't, I'm sure you've interacted with authors, or maybe you know of authors. But a lot of times, they're they're having to purchase as part of their contract 50, 100 copies of their book. And yeah, that's that's usually what we call a vanity press, where you pay them to do everything. Uh, the the one unbreakable rule in publishing that you have to keep in mind is that money flows to the author, not the other way around. Um, and, and if a, if a company is asking you to put money up front, don't walk, run, right. Uh, vanity publishers have been around forever and it, it, they're, it, well, it's, they're not, they're not reputable. I'll just, I'll just put it that way. Yeah. All, there's, it, it's, it, it's hard. I've, I've, inter I've talked through some authors and a few of them have been happy and, and it's some things that we'd like to try to help authors with, but uh, I understand it if an author really doesn't have the means, to, you know, they, they can't format it or they they need cover help and that's what they'd like. Um, but, you know, authors who've got boxes in their garage um, of hundreds of copies of their books that they basically can't give away, um, it's disappointing. Um, they, you wind up spending, oh, for thousands, sure. you wind up spending for sure. thousands of dollars for your hard work. And uh, it, again, it, you can do that. Um, it, it, you know, if you want to navigate it, you can do that through KDP yourself. And so right. the, the only the, the only exception to that money flows to the author rule is if you're self-publishing, in which case, yes, you do have to pay for uh, if you, unless you learn to do it yourself like I did. Mm -hmm. You know, I learned how to format. I learned how to do covers, not very good covers, but I, I learned the basics, you know. <laughs> um, so in editing, of course, you have to hire for that. So, I mean, there are there are expenses to self-publishing that you're required to, to, to do if you want to be successful. But, of course, that's a tax write-off. So there's a benefit to it. Uh, yeah, but my, just, my, but, my first few covers were terrible, by the way. I'm sure oh, you were. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm sure yours are better than mine. I just want to assure you that my, my first couple were just terrible. <laughs> I, I understand. Mine, mine were as well. So. <laughs> but it was a so, learning process. So did things just at that point in time – you know, the, the connections they had were gone. Um, 
they're, they're putting it up on Amazon. You and other authors are saying, well, what's different between us doing it and you're doing it? At that point in time, were they just done with what they could do for you in this book? Um, I think at that point, they didn't know what to do. Uh, because, uh, yeah, they did. They, they put it up on Amazon. They're, uh, they put it in Kindle Unlimited, so you were strictly Amazon only when right, you're in that right. in that program. Uh, they did say we well, you know, we'll run Amazon ads, we'll do this, that, and the other, and it's like, but it was all the stuff that we could do on our own, right? And right. you know, and and it was very disappointing. Um, but we signed the deal, and that's that's the way it was. So you know, you don't complain about it; you get to work. Uh, so the first uh, they released, it was it was five books. They put out the first three over like three months or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I called in every favor. I went on every blog. I talked to whoever would be willing to talk to me to uh, let me get the word out. And for the first month or two, uh, sales were pretty good. Oh, good. Okay. And then uh, I exhausted my rev- my avenues of promotion. And they didn't pick it up, and the books just started to sink. I mean, drop a rock in the ocean, it sank about that fast. Right. Um, and at that point, it was like, well, okay, well, this is this didn't work out, you know. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, we were still at that point on good terms, and it was like, well, let's just hang in there, you know. Well, and how the meantime, long did? How long did they have in your initial contract? How long did they have the rights of those books? Oh boy, um, I, I, there was there was a time limit and a sales qualification. Where I think I think the time limit was five years, mm-hmm. and then at the end of the five years, if the books were selling less than 100 copies in a calendar year, I could request to have the rights come back. Okay. So as soon as everything started to sink, well, it was like, okay, well, we're not going to have any trouble meeting that sales qualification. And now I just got to wait the five years. <laughs> you know? so, so the five years come and go, I guess. No. No. Okay. What happened no. next? Um, um, what happened next is I went and did other things and I plugged in with, uh, with Wolfpack publishing in Las Vegas and started doing books for them. And another author from the, from the printing firm joined Wolfpack and managed to get his books away from them simply by asking, uh, cause they weren't, his books weren't selling either. And he's like, well, may I please have them back? Cause I would like to take them over to this publisher. And they said, okay. He told me about that and I thought, well, I'll ask him too, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you know, they, 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 uh, they were going to do it because they were like, you know, okay, let's cut our losses. And you know, this didn't work out. We tried our best. Sure. Sure. Um, cause at the time we were still on good terms and, uh, so they, they, they had agreed to do it. And then at the last minute changed their mind. And any, any reason why? I mean, no, they, they, it was it, it, it was at that point where communication started getting hostile and they and they and they simply wouldn't communicate at, at one point. They said, you know, we, we've changed our mind. We're not giving the books back. I said, well, please tell me why. Said, well, because you signed a contract. It's like, OK, but you let the other guy go. 
right, right, right. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, the, you have precedent of letting other authors out of their contract my books yeah, aren't selling why why would you want to hold on to this well the what i think happened was somebody in the company realized that brian drake was probably about to be a big deal okay um you your other books were want, going to do well and they were hoping and, maybe to get some bounce back sales it, exactly they wanted to ride the coattails uh, which is kind of what happened for a while because my my books with Wolfpack, the, the stilettos and the uh, the team reapers that they hired me to do first uh, those actually started to sell other readers or readers looked for other work and they were finding the dane books and purchasing those so you know effectively my material for Wolfpack was advertising those other books and i would talk to wolfpack about it and they were they were upset because they had tried to get the books too they uh they had even offered to buy them back you know we'll pay you x per book to get you know we'll give you something for you'll give you something for your effort just give us the book you know uh and they turned that down and at that point it was just we just got to wait wait it out and uh, I, I didn't have any any money at the time for legal action, uh, but within six months, six to eight months, that changed. And so, uh, also, so you, well, your career is, is is you're is rising at this point in time over at Wolfpack, right? I mean, you're yes, you're, you're so you're how many novels are you publishing a year at, at that point in time? You, you do well, at that years. point, um, at that, it, that was 2019. Uh, we did seven books that year. It was the four stilettos. Was it? No, we did eight stilettos and three reapers. Four of the stilettos had already been written, mm-hmm. so those were those just came out as I turned them in, and then I wrote four new ones. So, so twelve books total. I wrote seven. Okay. So, so just, on a side note. What's your production now, Brian? Are you writing? How many novels a year are you writing right now? Um, okay, so for twenty for twenty twenty, I wrote the first two Sam Ravens mm-hmm. and part of the third. I finished book three this year, and I finished book four this year, so I'm kind of on a break right now. Okay, so one and a half so far this year. I would like to get one more in. I've actually slowed down a little bit because it. Uh, that production schedule for 2019 just about killed me. Sure, 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 uh, sure. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm not not everything is releasing quickly because we've let it stockpile and build up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and uh, so that's why it seems like I'm writing fast. But most of what's coming out this year was uh, was written last year. Well, so what you're sitting at now though is your your five years with them ended. Correct. I mean, you're, is that what, um, is that made you, is that what made you move the next step? Well, the old press? well let's no, let's just say if I, if I had not, if I had not gotten a lawyer, um, I would still be within that five year period. Okay. Um, okay. so going back to the six to eight months that I'm publishing with Wolfpack, uh, that's when things with the printing firm really deteriorated, uh, where I was informed that they would only publish the other two books if the first three cleared their expenses, you know, editing, uh, cover art, the, you know, what they spent on that, they wanted to earn that money back before they published the last two books. 
And I'm like, well, that's not in the contract. Right, right. And and also that goes against everything we discussed prior to the contract and all. I kept everything. I kept all correspondence. I made notes about conversations. An author has to do that because, number one, you need to remember it. And number two, you might need it for legal action, uh, which is ultimately what happened. Um, so we, we, I tried to... Um, I tried to work with them. I was like, okay, I'm willing to work with you a little bit. So let's, let's amend the contract. Let's make a change. It's like a one page, you know, say, you know, the, these are the new terms because of things that have happened and things that didn't work out. So now we need to alter the strategy a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was perfectly willing to sign an addendum to the contract stating that all the new stuff that they wanted. Okay. And they they didn't do that (laughs) (laughs) it's like uh and then it was like well hey it's been eight months they were supposed to give me a sales report three months ago because the contract said sales reports every six months right and they missed the first one so i said hey where's my sales report and they said well there haven't been any sales i said that's not true because i'm tracking them so I, i want i want a report so you're you're tracking the rise and fall on amazon in placement on like in the men's adventure category, right? So- well, I, I have every author that is publishing on Amazon has access to uh, a desktop or a dashboard where so you can list author central. You're tracking author a- central. That's right. I, uh-huh. I forgot okay. the name. Okay. So, and it was through that dashboard where I could see the chart that would track the rise and fall of, of sales and going by the ranks and plugging that ranking number into a calculator that kindlepreneur.com created, I could see how many copies were selling per day or not. So I kept a a running total. And I said, well, my records show I've sold X and you're telling me there's none. So please to show me your, (laughs) please to show me the report like you're supposed to. Exactly. And, uh, and, and silence. You know, <laughs> you know. Okay. So just just getting to the fun part, I eventually had the money and I told a friend of mine what was going on. And she said, well, you need to speak with my attorney in Hollywood, a fellow named Jonathan Arnold, who normally only works with uh, screenwriters, but does a lot of work with book authors when they have a good case. He and I had a conversation. He agreed to take the case. And when he saw the early documentation and all the promises plus the contract and then heard what they were doing to rip me off now he's like i'm going to get you out of there and he started sending some very strongly worded letters okay you know that you will release mr drake from this contract or we will come to new york and tell your judge while we're suing you (laughs) okay And, and um so the first letter went out and nothing they didn't reply Wow. The second letter went out. So it was not only, we're, you know, let Mr. Drake out or we're going to sue you, but here's what we're going to sue you for. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and, and did they respond to the second letter? They responded to the second one. When you start okay. telling them, you know, uh, Mr. Drake is going to own your company after okay. this, uh, right, they, right. Got, they got a little nervous. And they said, okay, here, you know, here, here are the rights back. We'll take them off of Amazon. And this, this letter certifies that. Uh, the rights have fully reverted with, with no obligations whatsoever. Excellent. And I got the books back. 
Congrats. Um, <laughs> they they still owe me some money uh, for what I did sell, but it, it would actually I, I would pay my lawyer more to go get the money than they actually owe me. So I just said the heck with it. Right, which uh, sadly is unfortunate in lots and lots of litigation cases where you have to weigh that and, and for some authors where they're like you know you you owe me a couple hundred dollars but i can't spend a couple of thousand to get a couple of hundred which is exactly which is unfortunate so what once you got them and you got the rights back uh i mean for you there's got to be some excitement you're like well i need to what did you did you go back and edit them did you get did you want to redesign the covers what did you want to do with it well, I, I did revise. I did revise them. Um, one or one or two were a little short for Wolfpack's standards, so I, I did some additions. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and they were a couple of years old at that point. Some of the references and technology was outdated, so I updated those items and and just went through and cleaned it all up as best as I could. Um, the whole experience, though, kind of soured me on those books. So while it should have been exciting. And it was a little bit, it was not as exciting as I would have liked it to have been. Um, and then Wolfpack decided just to put them out, put four book, the four books out as a box set, which I didn't like. And you I told did, them I did, or did not like I, it. I did not like it uh, because I want, I want, I want paperbacks to line my shelf with so I can actually see what I'm doing with my life. You know, when you just put out a, a, a box set that's ebook only, you don't have a tangible copy that you can hold in your hand. And uh, their argument was, well, it, it will end up being almost a thousand pages. And if you're in Kindle Unlimited, you're paid by page read. So it's more money. And I, I, I held out for a couple of months to not do that. And uh, finally just said the heck with it and gave them the books and then, they put out the box set and it did okay. Uh, it wasn't huge. And I thought, okay, well maybe, but the thing with Steve Dane and, and Nina Talakova, his girlfriend is that the, you have adventure mixed with humor mm-hmm. and it didn't sell as well as Scott Stiletto. And I kind of thought, well, maybe the humor is too much. Okay. And it's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of done with these guys anyway. So, you know, just let it go. Well, now I've ordered, I've got the paperback of book one coming. Uh-huh. Um, does that mean two, three, and four are not going to be available on paperback? Oh no, 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 no. There are uh, they, they, they're all coming out because, because uh, okay, it, 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 we had a happy accident with with Wolfpack because they, they, they were doing the Team Reaper books as uh, individual paperbacks and eBooks, mm-hmm. and uh, they were selling like hotcakes. Well, I mean, Team Reaper just is a juggernaut of success, and and, and um, more power to Brent Towns who writes the books. You know, he, he deserves them because uh, he's. He, he struggled just as much as, as I have and other, mm-hmm. our other author pals. So, you know, it's always great when it finally, when you're finally vindicated, you know. Um, so they were doing the individual books there and then they could, they combined, I think the first eight into a box set. Okay. And I thought, well, how cute, you know, <laughs> you know right, it's right, like, right. if somebody wants it, it's just extra money. Well, what happened was the box set shot to the moon and we were like, well, wait a minute. It's not the same people who bought the individual books going back to the box set now. It has to be new readers. Right, right. And it's like, well, maybe we're leaving money on the table by not doing both. You know, because maybe there's readers who want the individual copies and there are others who want everything all at once. So then it's like, okay, well, we'll do the Steve Dane books. We'll split those up and release them individually. So that's what's happening now. 
Okay, excellent. Uh, so Skills to Kill, the first book, came out, what was it, this week? Mm -hmm. um, the second one comes out July 13th, if I'm not mistaken. And then they're going to do the other two, you know, the next two months. Okay. And then book five was already out. And so anyway, all, all the Dane books are going to be out individually, uh, ebook okay. and paperback. And, good, and, good, and good. now I'm happy. <laughs> you know, okay, I, I get my paperbacks for the shelf and, and, and now <laughs> I'm, now I'm excited. So uh, now I'm thinking that uh, Dane and Nina might come back for, for more. Oh, excellent. Well, congrats. And I'm looking yeah. forward to my copy. I'm looking forward to reading it. Uh, uh, by the way, just uh, on a full, now that circle comes a bit full circle. I mean, Skills to Kill is a great title. I mean, it just really, really is. Um, I, I think it's it, it's it's easy to remember and it's attractive. So for the launch of that, that's fantastic. So I'm, Well, I'm well thank you. And, and uh, it was another fight with the original publisher. Uh, they didn't like my original title. They offered alternatives that were horrible. Of course, it's um, like the Mac Boland titles, which have nothing to do. Uh, oh, this was this this Gordon. This was even worse. the The editor's first suggestion was the Mercenary Lovers, <laughs> and, and uh, I I asked some other writer pals about that, and one of them he was like adamant. It's like I'm not reading a book with that title, even if it has your name on it. Yeah, I'm not gonna be caught. Uh, I'm not gonna be caught at the beach with with that in my hand, right? Exactly. And and another title was 45 caliber lovers. I mean, it was you know well because Dean you know and his and the editor's reasoning was you know it's it it, it accentuates the romance between Steve and Nina. And I said it's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. So uh, well, so uh, we, we 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 argued back and forth. Eventually, came up with skills to kill, and uh, and I'm glad you like it. Good. Well, so you've got, uh, I've got more questions, first of all, but I want to say congrats for getting your books back. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, congrats that, that success is going to lead to the uh, initial paperbacks, uh, you know, the ultimate, the paperbacks coming out. Uh, but you've got Sam Raven, um, you've got Steve Dane, and then Scott Stiletto. Is, is Scott your, your primary character in your mind? Is, is he the one where when you're creative, you're the one he, you think of most? No. Um, you know, after eight books, I really kind of burned out on Stiletto. Okay. And so he, he's just on hiatus right now. Uh, I, I, I think he'll be back. Uh, I, and I say I think because it's just, you know, Sam Raven is my, my focus right now. Okay. Uh, so he's what I think about when I'm doing things. Uh, once Raven runs his course or I get burned out on him then yeah i wouldn't mind going back to stiletto or steve dane and uh but but for but for now that that series is done with with eight books and you know we'll come back to it someday with with some more uh, i actually do have a ninth stiletto uh, not planned but i have some notes for it so it's not like i haven't done anything with them uh, i'm just keeping that in reserve for right now and, and i i was obviously perusing around your page and you've got the dangerous Mr. Wolf, and so you've got uh, you've got one more as well. So I didn't mean to. Uh, yes, that's that's true. Um, that's a massive is, novel. That one's three hundred and forty six pages, man. That um, it's actually it's not one novel though. It's it's four short stories and okay. and a novel. Okay. Okay. Um, I, yeah, and there's not going to be any more because I, I I just don't think uh, an urban vigilante works anymore. Gotcha. In the age of okay. the CCTV okay. camera, you know. Yeah, gotcha. And the iPhone, you know. Um, <laughs> 
it's like you can't go around shooting bad guys because everybody on the street's going to put a camera on you. Right. Okay. Uh, okay. So. Well, I might have to pursue peruse that. Oh, um, that sounds fun. Um, the the age of that you're right may have passed. It, <laughs> it, it, it does have a slightly uh, Charles Bronson, um, you know, uh, kind of feel to it uh, when you describe it. Yeah, it's very much in that vibe and uh, more. Yeah, well, kind of a mix of of of, of of Bronson and, and Batman and okay. uh, yeah, it was, it, it was, I really liked the novel justified sins, which was okay. the wolf, the wolf novel. Um, the, the themes and the subtext of that story, I, I still really like, and, I, and I'm glad it's being read. Um, but the, you know, I, I, I don't have any more wolf stories in my, in mind. Okay. Well, I, when you and I are going back and forth, I asked you a question, you know, when we were talking about meeting today and I asked you a question, you said you definitely want to peruse it a little bit. So, I mean, Brian, you, you sell books, uh, you know, they, they are growing. Um, do, do you have a, I feel famous moment from being an author? Uh, the exact opposite, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I mean, hasn't someone at a, haven't you gone to a convention or something? You've set up the table, you've got the books. I mean, have you not had that moment? What? Why do you feel no, the opposite? Nothing, nothing like that. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, it's a funny story. And, and, it, and it's, it, I think it's a necessary experience just to make sure I don't get a big head and start thinking that I'm a big deal. So, uh, I sold my first short story when I was 25 and a few months ago I was thinking I haven't, I haven't done short stories in a long time. So I, I, I did short stories from 25 to 35. The first novel came out when I was 42, 43. Uh, and I thought, well, you know, I want to get back into short stories contractually with Wolfpack. I'm not allowed to go to other book publishers with novels, Okay, but I can do short stories. So I thought, well, let's hit the short story market and, and really, do a little bit more to get the name out there. So maybe I can become a big deal. Uh, so I, I, I wrote a couple things, sent them out and every single one of them got turned down. And it's like, and of course the first thing you do, you, you laugh and then you, and then you think, well, don't they know who I am? Yeah, don't they know? I've got, I've got all these novels. Like, yeah, don't you know who I am? And, and, and it's like, well, they might know and they don't care or, uh, I'm just another chump coming in the, over the transom. And, and it's, it's, so it's like, I'm very fortunate that, that Wolfpack likes my work and wants to keep uh, doing business with me. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that anybody else does. So, right, right. <laughs> so it, it, it's, it, it's kind of been a, a bit of a humbling experience that, you know, don't think you're that good because there are other people that there are other uh, publishers that are still uh, looking at your work going that eh, he's not quite ready yet. Uh, well, I'm, so I'm it, sorry it, about uh, that. Uh, that's it, okay. That's okay. The effort continues and we're going to make it happen because it, it uh, one, there was one, one author pal of mine, he was getting short stories rejected. And, and I, I kept telling him, ignore the rejections, take it out of the, this is back during the snail mail days. Right. I said, take it out of the envelope, put it in a new envelope and mail it right back. Okay. Because, yeah. you know, a funny thing happens with editors and rejections, and I'll, I'll let you in on, on this secret because nobody realizes it until you're actually in the industry. Most of the time, your work isn't even looked at. So what happens, what happens is an editor who is overworked and underpaid ends up with a stack of junk on his desk or her desk. They could only go through so many in a day. 
you know, there, there's the there's the the stuff they've contracted for that they have to work with that takes priority. They need time to review new material to keep things in the pipeline. They also have to have some sort of life after work. You know, they can't be right, pulling 80, right. 80 hours. Right, right. So it, it literally gets to the point where the stack becomes so overwhelming, they pass it off to the assistant and reject everything. So that's when you get the form letter. Or you just get ignored. They just throw everything in the trash. Right, right. So you think, oh, my God, they hate me. It's like, no, they didn't even look at you. So just take it out of the envelope, <laughs> put it back in, the, in a new envelope, and send it again. And, yeah, and with my pal that I – that I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but with my pal that I suggested that to, he wound up selling stories using that method because they finally had time to look at it. Just he just kept sending them out. Is that what you're saying? Just uh, yeah, sending them right back to the place that rejected it. That's and, hilarious. And, and, That's and hilarious. eventually, the editor had a moment, read it, decided he liked it, and bought it. And it, it's just you, you just got to keep going. Well, Brian, uh, well, you've been great with your time, and 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 I I've got a couple more things before we shut down. And first of all, again, congrats! You've got your book back. You you <laughs> you went through a difficult journey. It, it easily could have made you just quit wanting to quit right, uh, quit writing. Um, but one of the questions I have for you is like, well, what do you want to like uh, every author specifically in your genre is probably hoping, Hey, let's make a movie out of this. And so that's, you know, so now your books are being published. You've, you've got that hoop you're putting out. I mean, it sounds like you've got a good uh, relationship with your publisher. Is that something you're trying? Is that something that you're pursuing? Not at this time. Um, Right now, it's all I can do with my day job just to keep Sam Raven going. Um, so it's really not even something I'm thinking about. Uh, I have thought about it in the past, and I I, I I can't remember the name of the company, but it's the outfit that produces most of Scott Adkins' movies. You know, the martial <laughs> artist who does a lot of the direct-to-video yep. stuff. Yep. Who does very entertaining action pictures and uh, they're great Saturday morning cup of coffee movies. Ex really exactly, and it's like if I could make a deal with them, you know, Scott Adkins would be a perfect actor for any of my series characters. Yep, yep. And uh, it would not be a lot of money, and it would not be a huge distribution, but it would be a lot of fun. And I'm I'm a little more interested in the fun right now than I am uh, sure. having sure. another big franchise, you know, like James Bond. I don't yeah you know, I don't know if we need that. But, well, but that's that's all I've. Hopefully That's all the so. thought I put into it. Uh, I think one of the reasons you and I have connected is we share a lot of similar interests like that. And if, friends, if you if you want, I don't want to call them completely mindless, but if you want a good mindless <laughs> action movie, that I mean, and it's a lot of action. It really is. Um, and it's not schlocky. I mean, uh, uh, I mean, check out some Scott Atkins, but this is not the, uh, maybe I need to reach out to him, see if I can get an interview with him. That'd be a blast. And so. Uh, oh, sure. So uh, if I do, then I'll try to connect you guys. But <laughs> so uh, we'll see what we can do. I don't have that kind of pull, not yet. So, uh, so Brian, what do you got coming out the rest of the year? Um, well, the Danes, as I mentioned, and I think also in July, Sam Raven number four is coming out. That book is called The War Business. Uh, I am thirty pages into Sam Raven five. Okay. And I let's see. I have notes for. Raven six and then seven and eight are kind of in development right now. Okay. Incredible. So I, I think it's important to stay consistent with, with the new guy. So um, yeah, big plans for Mr. Raven and hopefully the, the first couple of books are doing very well. Uh, so hopefully that trend continues. 
good, good. Well, congrats, and, and uh, you know, uh, hopefully we'll see what happens with Scott Stiletto. And, and again, I, he, he's my interaction with you. I, I, haven't, I haven't read Sam Raven yet, so I'll tell you that, but I, I do have um, – I do have uh, the Dane book coming in the mail, so that should be here soon. So I will read that as soon as I can. But uh, I'm excited for you. It's a good to good to hear your success. Um, and listen, you know what was it? Uh, Alton spent what 25 years trying to get Meg made, and uh, so maybe there's that opportunity in a lot less time for you to get one of your movies made. That'd be fun. <laughs> uh, well, we'll see. Alton, Alton was a fun guy to talk to. He's it's a it, it's an interesting story about what he had to do to get all that stuff done. And, uh, and who knows, maybe they're going to revitalize Mac, uh, Mac Boland and give you a call for that too. But right now you seem to be doing just fine without Mac Boland. So, uh, so congrats. I'll tell you what, if, 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 uh, if Mac Boland finds a new publisher and they ask me to do something, I would be very happy to contribute. Well, that's cool. And, and friends, if you don't know who we're talking about, Mac Boland, the executioner is, is what connected Brian and I, uh, uh, connect Brian and me. It's, uh, you know, one of the one of the first and original men's adventure novels, which sadly right now doesn't seem to have any publishing deal and no more books coming out. Seems that that's come to an end. Yeah, the, the, the publisher that had it since 1983, they've given up the option. So it'll be it'll go back to the Pendleton family and it will be up to them to do something with it. Well, I've got to say that from this viewpoint, uh, Wolfpack seems to do a much better job than... Uh, Harlequin, the parent company who owned Mac Boland, because those were seemed to be dumped onto Amazon and Kindle and with absolutely nothing at all. And so I'm, right. excited, I'm excited for you that you can, can find yours in paperback and it does seem that they, they seem to care about your product. So that's fantastic. Well, it, it goes back to, to marketing, you know, with, with mm -hmm. four to 10 million titles a week being dumped on Amazon, you need to do, you need to market. You need to do ads for Amazon and Facebook or whatever platform you're using, and it requires an investment. You have to tell people your book is out there. It's not 1985 anymore yeah. where you can just, you know, where you have bookstores and magazine racks, et cetera, uh, and just display a book and have some sales. You know, that, that business model is dead, and you have to get creative with how it is now. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's the other part of of writing is figuring out what am I going to do to tell the world, and we we all want the reality. We all want the story of, you know, grassroots. It's liked, it's liked, it's liked, it's recommended, it's recommended, and it takes off. And, and those stories happen, um, but they're a whole lot more rare than they used to be. And so, oh gosh, yes. Yeah, you you've got to you got to be a, a constant self promoter and and not worry about it one bit. Um, and then the ads and the, the marketing goes with it. The marketing is the other creative piece on the writing. So uh, I'm glad to see yours is doing well. Yeah, so congrats again. And it's uh, it's earnable skill. It's nothing to be scared of. It's a lot of work, uh, but it's also not that bad. And especially when you start getting returns. And there are ways to learn how to do it. To minimize your frustration and loss and uh, anyone looking for that there are plenty of resources on the web i recommend the 20 books to 50k book on on, uh, on group i should say on facebook where we do a lot of talking about how to be successful and what works yeah recommend that again what was that uh, 20 books to 50k is that a facebook group so it's a facebook group of uh, independent authors and everybody shares tips on on what's works for them and what might work for you. And they, they help out other writers that might be having a hard time with, uh, with suggestions. 
and it, it is a, a good group of writers trying to be successful and helping others to be successful as well. Well, I'll have to immediately join that group. So that's, that's really yes. helpful. So. I, I highly recommend it. Well, Brian, thanks so much. We might, I mean, uh, you're always welcome on. And so uh, let me know if there's something going on that I can help uh, promote. And in the show notes, everybody, you're going to find um, probably, I think most helpful is your author page on Amazon, but I'll also include your website as well. Okay. Well, thank, thank you very much. Brian, thanks so much. Anything I can do, you let me know. All right. I sure will. Thanks, friend. We'll talk again soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.